Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights take game one of the WCF in overtime on a Brett Howden game-winning goal. Just a minute 35 into the extra period, the opening game played out pretty much the way that we thought it would. Tightly contested VGK 4-3 win. What's ahead for Sunday's game two of the series? We'll talk about that. We'll recap last night's game on the special edition coming up next. Hi, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas, a special weekend edition Right here, you could find us at Lockdown VTK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G on Twitter. Of course, the YouTube channel is where it's at, and that is Lockdown Golden Knights. Subscribe there. So, Chris, um, again, special weekend edition. Thanks for doing this. I said, you know, during we're, the course, we're putting in overtime like the Golden Knights. We have overtime too. We're just going to go to overtime periods, two segments on today's That's show. Fit. Recap better than better than the other night. Preview. Okay, yeah, for sure, <laughs> because we could talk. Too. Um, so we said this uh, this past week. I said the winner of each game in the best of seven would have to score four goals instead of three. The Pete DeBoer formula. So we got four last night. So it took for VGK to get the upper hand uh, after game number one. A couple of William Carlson goals, Teddy Bluger goal. Sorry, say, say, I'm sorry. Can you say a little bit louder, please, Tony? A couple of what goals? Uh, Teddy Bluger goal. And- oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, then, of course, the game winner with Brett Howden. Uh, two trick shots, I think, in this game for VGK does it. Now, 15 Golden Knights have scored playoff Two trick goals. shots? Can you, can, yeah. you, can you please expand on trick shots, please? Okay. Uh, the boards are lively at T-Mobile Arena. We've talked about this a lot yes. on yes. the show, how lively yes. they are. Yes. That was a no one in the media asked in the aftermath if that was a set play. There was a double screen on the right side and White Cloud. We had Carlson leaking across from right to left, and White Cloud just put it off off of the lively boards. And he was he hit that a little bit. He hit that a little bit basically about not forcing if it's not there and just get it behind the net because his words, the team is good back there. And Sure enough, uh, you know, it worked out just fine. A little little pinball, right? A little pinball action. Okay. And then the other one, of course, Howden. That's a trick shot off of the back pad. Of well, I thought you were going to talk Howden. about. Um, so this is actually, I got something kind of cool here. So the first goal, and this is a, a very fluky goal that the Dallas Stars got where uh, Jason Robertson ended up getting a redirect in front of the net. So at first we're watching like how this puck get turned over. And then I watched the replay on my phone later in the period and realized the puck bounced I don't think it was quite by the Zamboni door, but it hit just a dasher and it came straight out. It's just bad luck. So I one of the games I covered, we're going back sometime in probably the early springtime. I got there really early because traffic had been bad at T-Mobile Arena. I saw two people on the ice actually hitting pucks down the dashers. One was basically right around the red line between the benches, and the other person was at the blue line on the opposite side. And they were hitting the puck along the dasher to each other. 
And I'm like, why are these two guys out there? Like, what are they, what are they doing here? Right. And then it kind of dawned on me, it's the two Zamboni drivers and they're testing the dashers to make sure nothing mm. is bouncing and then they can go in there and fix it. Well, I'm not blaming our, the Zamboni drivers. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to blame the Zamboni drivers. Yes. The first goal is the fault of the Zamboni drivers. So there you go, folks. There's a little inside knowledge for you. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we hit a divot there on the ice, bad ice, bad ice for sure. And then Smith, uh, I guess, deflected it to Rupe Hintz. And then, hey, Jason Robertson, first time scoring a goal in nine games. That's a big, I don't like that. He looks so happy after that. I don't like that. I don't want yeah. him having confidence. For sure. Balanced scoring for the Vegas Golden Knights. 15 players have scored goals now in the playoffs. That's just every night. It's a different player that steps up. It's a great sign for VGK. Jack Eichel without anything on his score sheet last night. Uh, Mark Stone didn't score. Marcia, all the stars did not score in that. I game. think Stone may have had, had an apple in the last one, but still, yeah, he definitely didn't didn't pot one. Um, Eichel still had a strong game, though. Eichel was doing his thing where he was creating time. He created a lot of scoring chances out there. And listen, if you tell me we're going to get the first game without Eichel, without Stone, without Marcheseau, you know, et cetera, et cetera, putting one in the net, that's that bodes well for the rest of the series because they are going to score, or at least they're going to play a big part in the scoring. We had, uh, you know, Eichel had the breakaway early on, and then that was stopped by Ottinger. Later, the odd two-on-one where Eichel just waited too long, and he passed it across to Ivan Barbashev, and then a great block there by the defenseman. I mean, Esselandel made a terrific play on that. But even so, I just couldn't understand why Eichel waited too long. He 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 was he was waiting Ottinger out. He just wanted Ottinger to bite. That's what he wanted. Wow. And neither team did well on power play opportunities. Special teams did not really come into play. BGK now 0 for 7 on the power play against Dallas. Um, The Stars had six shots on goal in their first power play opportunity, and then none in their second. Not a lot of penalty uh, minutes. Where have we seen that before? Where have we seen that before in the power play, Tony? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Uh, Willie Carlson, your guy. Uh, guy. First multi-goal game in 218 games, dating back to February the 27th of 2021. He was my lock of the night, Tony. I knew something. He's my lock of the night. Was he he really? He had had something good for breakfast last night, I heard, through the pipeline, and he was ready. Did you see? Okay, so second period scoring. So we saw Robertson gets that late goal after VGK tilts the ice the entire period. They dominated that first period. Then the late goal, the tip in, uh, the odd play, um, and the deflection in by Robertson. And then second period. Second period again, VGK... What is it now? 20 to 5? 20 to 5 in the second period in the playoffs. 20 to 5, uh, the Carlson goal. And then it was 1 1. And then we saw a really exciting uh, third period of play. VGK, late after they had the lead, um, they were saying on the TV broadcast about the only thing they said right was why is VGK playing prevent defense, you know, at that at that stage of the game? Uh, they just sort of let up and they quit attacking. You need to keep attacking. It's playoff time, okay? I don't know if they quit attacking. I mean, teams are going to make a push. And we're not talking a regular season game. We're not talking the Arizona Coyotes who, you know, are not going to make the playoffs or the Buffalo Sabres who are definitely not going to make the playoffs. Teams like that can certainly, you know, roll over a little bit more. And, 
But we're talking the final four teams right now. We're in the conference finals. You have four very good teams who have earned the right to be here, and they're going to push. Um, was that a more of a of um, a result of EGK going in the prevent, or did Dallas just make the push a strong enough push that a team in the Western Conference final is capable of making? And I think credit Dallas. Like you know, we can say sure, you know, it sucked that they led in the late goal, late goal, and Cassidy actually was a little tilted about that too. Um, in his press conference, he's usually a little more happy go lucky about stuff like that but you can tell i mean i think he basically said we gotta stop doing this or these are these are going to catch up to us at some point and luckily enough uh the winnipeg game when they coughed up the three goal lead they won an overtime this situation you know and credit the dallas stars for finding a way let's start by saying that and credit the golden knights for also finding a way and you know jake ottinger is human um I thought in the first period we were going to see the Jake Ottinger that was capable of stealing a game, and we did. The problem is he could not finish it, and you credit the Golden Knights. I mean, that start was phenomenal, Tony. The start that the Golden Knights had in that game until the power play or the penalty kills, excuse me, that's when momentum kind of went away. But Ottinger had a remarkable period. He needed to have that type of period. But Ottinger also showed us that he may not be capable of doing that at a 60-minute clip for, you know, four, five, six straight games. So I'm happy about the goaltending matchup. I'm happy Ottinger let in a couple that maybe seemed a little bit fluky last night. Definitely the overtime goal. He just looked all out of sorts and how did, uh, you know, from uh, from behind the goal with the little, uh, little chip in, and uh, that's that. Wow. Uh, more excited than Howden. Did you see Alec Martinez just mugged him? He was so excited and so happy for, you know, this this player. Um, and that was his first goal, the playoffs. Right. Uh, he came in. He did not play, I think, in the Winnipeg series. And I think he played in four games right in the Edmonton series or whatever. Uh, we don't have to be accurate on this show, of course, especially not Saturdays. Definitely not Saturdays. No. No. And then uh, and and also, you know, we saw some emotion let out by Bruce Cassidy. Um, he was pumping his fist, you know, after the win and doing a woo. Or well, no one knew at first. Like, the, the, the horn didn't go on late. Like no one knew oh, at first if that was a goal. It, it took a second. And I saw the players celebrating. I'm like, OK, this is good. And then they showed the replay right away. And that's when I'm like, okay, we're good now. And we had a couple of Stars fans that were a little chirpy behind us. They were um, a couple of very passionate people. And, like, I turned around because um, Colasar got hurt. I couldn't see what hurt him. But I saw the refs going to review for a second. It I'm was like, a Pavelski, okay. Pavelski shot that actually right. uh, that he blocked and went down. Yeah, yeah. no, I, after the fact, I know that. But the fact that they like the refs put the headset on for a very brief second, I said, is something happening here? Or are we about to get like a major or something like that? And yeah. like the Stars fan immediately, like he was a little bit angrily chirping and stuff like that. And to the point where I just like, dude, and I pointed at the scoreboard. And then but you, but you, you had, had a couple on... of them backs after that. You should have been hugging him like Martinez and, and Howden because you had on your green jersey last night. I mean, I so man, man, Lee Orchard got me. Lee is the gentleman <laughs> who plays the Golden Knight, and uh, 
he he put a he put a Facebook post out. If I see any green jerseys in the fortress this week, so me being me, I wore a green jersey to the fortress last night. And he saw me downstairs like before they started their march across T-Mobile. Him and Chance were shaming me. He was, I think he was swearing under his breath, if I gotta be completely honest with you. And then he saw me. I was actually by one of the concession stands. He yelled at me again. And then he always comes up to our section in the start of the second period. And we exchange some pleasantries, we talk hockey, whatever. And this is the first time I've actually seen him in my section in the first period. I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you in the first period up here in four years. Are you really this mad at me right now? And we had a funny up and back and stuff. And he called me out on Facebook and made a good time. Made a good time. Well, Cameron Hughes actually put the word out there, the crowd igniter, the other night and saying, hey, if you were to wear like a certain, if everyone were to wear a certain color jersey, what would it be? Gold, of course, was the logical choice, and he got everything going there. And uh, so, two why is he not the, the game? Why is he not the games right now? Because they're not him. paying him. They're not paying him. Of course, uh, I mean, I know, I know, it comes down to that. But okay, but you know, I, I want to ask you about two things. Um, okay. One was the percentage of fans that actually complied and wore the gold. Two, two, a lot of empty seats. Was that because of Electric Dallas Carnival? Uh, or <laughs> So one, actually another person posted a picture of themselves wearing the green jersey on Lee's Facebook post of him shaming me. So I'm going to, we're going to, I think we're going to meet up on Sunday and uh, we're going to have a beer together or something like that. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. But there was one other person at least that did not comply, quote unquote. <laughs> and the second thing was the empty seats and all that. So listen, traffic sucks right now out there. I don't know how else to say it. The electronic daisy nonsense. I mean, I say that I should respect it more because it brings money to places besides the casinos i guess um so that played a part i did talk to a couple stars fans who you know it cost them a few bucks to be here and all that um the one i mean i don't know if this is necessarily a positive and this is somewhere something i'm in the minority in but there were maybe 10 to 12 percent dallas stars fans in the arena plus or minus couldn't get Um, rooms could not get rooms here. No, they couldn't get rooms. And if they well, you can get rooms if you're willing to pay for them. But who wants to spend 400 bucks a night to stay at Circus Circus? Like, come on, that's just freaking ridiculous. It's, you know, and that's where the NHL dropped the ball. You start this thing on Wednesday and Friday, you get them, you know, at least they only got to deal with those crazy prices for one night, you know, but the NHL doesn't care as long as they get their TV ratings and ESPN gives us their low quality, um, oh. their low quality broadcasts and they get their, um, they get their advertising money all as well. Right, Tony? The B-roll that they used was from somebody pointed out 15 years ago. You still had the Monte Carlo. There was awesome. there was no high awesome. roller. Like it was just oh my god. Boardwalk wasn't still there in Aria and City Center wasn't there. <laughs> Did you see my it was it the old yeah. Hacienda? What was in front of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hacienda was there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the seven uh, nightclub was right there. That was a fun Yeah, I saw Stardust in the background. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so hits in the game. We didn't expect a very heavy hitting series and VGK actually out hit out hit the Dallas stars 29 to 17. I mean, that's nothing. we're used that's to nothing. the heavy, heavy hitting in the, and that's generous series. for both sides. And, that's generous. And, there was not that the, many hits in the Winnipeg series. Didn't they average like a hundred hits per game? It was definitely a much more physical series. And listen, if Dallas doesn't find a way to muck this up, it's going to be, VGK should make a quick series out of this. Um, the Dallas Stars, there, there's a huge gap between these teams. Let's face it. And I know there this is? is the one. There, I think so. 
So let's talk. Okay, two goals for the Dallas Stars. Fluky one off the Dasher boards. Fine, whatever. That's going to happen. Two trick shots by VGK. Come on. Yeah, man. but no, Teddy Bluger, he he was in the right place at the right time, and Colasar drove hard no, in that, and apparently I'm lost talking his about balance the Carlson, instead of getting knocked him. I'm talking about the Carlson. Uh, the Carlson. Carol. You're talking about behind the net, Tony. And Zach White Cloud made a good play. Give White Cloud some credit for getting and for, there for been, doing a good play. There should have been goalie interference. You I, stop that. He got wiped out. He got wiped out. But listen, two goal, two goals that aren't necessarily clean goals for the Dallas Stars. You have the empty netter. Give them credit for getting there. But if the net's not empty, they probably don't find a way to, to score there. So Dallas only gets one good goal, if you will, the second goal where um, where Rupe Hintz, you know, just beat uh, Aiden Hill on a nice play. VGK should have had if, – if VGK played this game against Skinner from Edmonton, uh, they score goals. They, well, they probably have six goals because he would have probably finally finally been pulled at the start of the third period because Woodcroft would have waited too long. But, you know, so if the Golden Knights play this type of game, Ottinger isn't going to be able to sustain sustainability, our favorite word here in Vegas. He's not going to be able to sustain the same level of success. And we saw him. I'm not going to say he came apart, but he was definitely human. And I predicted Vegas in five, and I'm going to stand by that. I feel that Vegas is the better team going away right now. Um, matchup to watch. I put this out there yesterday, Colin Miller and Brett Howden. They were going at it basically from one of their first couple of shifts and all game long, those two were hitting each other. Um, even at the end of the game, Colin Miller's giving them a little cross check as, uh, Howden's going by him and, uh, you know, they're lining up next to each other on the face-off circle, doing their thing. And it's going to, they're going to have a tilt at some point, but you know, Colin Miller, we know he does have this edge to him. Uh, Colin Miller is also going to come on wild and probably take a bad penalty and put this team in a bad spot sometime in this series too. Coming up next, we'll have a preview of game number two. Of course, Chris and I both want to see a tilt and this has become, it's more of a tactical series. Let's face it, but we'll talk about game number two coming up next right here on Locked On Golden Knights, the weekend edition. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit, and it is the same when it comes to your vehicle, and every part just needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you should head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part that you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, And look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money is returned. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you drop by eBay Motors and with 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time at all. After all, it is easy to bring home a win when you have the right parts and everything's guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to lockdown golden knights the weekend edition tony cardasco and chris gallick here from las vegas and don't forget every friday we have what the friday we will actually go to what the friday on friday instead of what the thursday on thursday and all that uh and thanks again for making us your first listen each and every day this is our special weekend edition and so uh, Chris, we want to talk about adjustments for each side. A sloppy start for Dallas. Um, Terrible start. Yeah, when Emily Kaplan had interviewed him, she was pressing him a little bit about why they got off to such a slow start. And he said, hey, you know what? We just played a game seven, although it's what, four days later. Okay, Pete, uh, in any event, 
He just said they're on their home ice. We figured they'd have more jump, and we weather the storm. Uh, Golden Knights pretty much sure. dominating the offensive zone time, especially in the first period. Uh, there was a Dallas drought, I think it was in the second period, of about 10 minutes without a shot on goal. But wow. then also we saw Dallas with nine consecutive shots on goal. So it was a little bit back and forth. You think it's five games. I don't know how this shakes out. Whoever scores late, obviously, um, it's whoever has that upper edge, the advantage late in games will be the eventual winner of this series. Uh, but I see balanced scoring again on both sides, balanced attacks. Uh, everyone is expecting Dallas to come out with more jump. But this is sort of like the Lakers series against Denver after game one. Everyone figured that, oh, the Lakers came back a little bit late and had everything figured out. But will Dallas figure out a lot of these uh, pieces in game number two on Sunday at 12 o'clock noon at the Fortress? So here's what I like. It was a close game on the scoreboard, right? And we know Pete DeBoer. He's going to go into the locker room afterwards, all kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky Pete. Like, okay, guys, we were close on this one. Just one more shot, whatever terminology they want to use, right? DeBoer is probably going to come out with the same exact, you know, you expect maybe a better start from the Stars, but you're not going to see any major changes. You're not going to see him you know, pacing the bench. You're not going to see him doing anything out of sorts. Whereas the Golden Knights, same thing. Cassidy is going to say, boys, just do what we did on Friday and everything's going to be just fine. So it's kind of good that this game was somewhat close to the point where DeBoer isn't going to make, you know, any panic changes or anything like that, because I do think this game was farther apart than the four to three schedule or the four to three score indicates. So will Dallas start a little better? Fine. Um, they did an okay job, Dallas Stars, this is uh, getting traffic in front of Aiden Hill, but they weren't able to get a lot of those tip plays and stuff, particularly that Pavelski is able to do. It was kind of cool. I was watching Pavelski and Colin Miller in warmups. They actually both kind of practiced little tip plays. So Colin Miller stands down in the corner. Pavelski stands at about the faceoff circle. And Colin Miller is just chipping pucks about waist high. And Pavelski is basically batting him down to himself and possessing him. So I thought that was a kind of cool thing to watch. Um, and the same boat, uh, the Golden Knights, they had so many. I feel like they had three or four high-danger deflections in the first period alone. And again, credit Ottinger for saving every single one of those. But statistically, you're not going to save four or five deflections in a row like that. So if the Golden Knights can continue to get inside, which they did a very good job of doing, um, I think they can even do better as far as scoring four goals. And Aiden Hill, credit him for the job that he did. No fluky goals that he personally gave up. He kept the team in. He made some big saves. And, you know, it's nice when uh, Jake Ottinger gets outdueled by uh, any goalie as far as, you know, any team is concerned. Obviously, Aiden Hill for the Vegas Golden Knights did it. And Hill, 33 saves on 36 shots. But he did make the big save when it counted. He came up again with those timely saves. A lot of saves. A lot of yeah, them. As uh, Cassidy uses like big body. to say. And again, I still think the winner has to score four goals. Where VGK now is 48-1 and one in games in which they scored four goals or more. 48-1. and one. So I dug up two stats I put up on Twitter yesterday. The last time the Golden Knights lost a game in via shootouts or overtime when tied or leading starting the third period was the game against the Dallas stars 
uh, I don't know, two, three weeks April? left of the regular season, sometime yeah, in, April, in April, where they lost in the shootouts. Before that, in the regular season, the last time the Golden Knights either coughed up a third period lead or lost in regulation with the game at least tied or better was all the way back to December 27th against the Kings. So Cassidy always talks about this being a veteran roster. These guys know how to close out games. Unfortunately, a couple games got away from them last night's game, obviously the Dallas Stars. And then, of course, going back to the Winnipeg Jets game um, when they had the three-goal lead, but they still won those games. So, I mean, there's a lot of, obviously, um, ingredients to success, so to speak, and uh, closing out games is one of them. And VGK, I mean, is probably the best at the league at that right now based on these stats that we're uh, unearthing right now, Tony. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing that the total will stay at around five and a half. Or do you think? That oh, it should. I think so. I mean, I'll, if you give me thirty seconds, I'll tell you. Well, the that, and so the VGK Golden Knights was good. Yeah. Minus one thirty-five. What did they go off? They were one thirty. So it was actually minus one thirty most of the day, and it dropped a nickel to one thirty-five a little before puck dropped. I looked okay. a little before puck drop. I checked and like five, five and a half was before. the total. Five and a half. Yeah, was five the and a half. So this game. Low um vgk again it's still minus 130 and uh five and a half five and a half so again. they're waiting to see what the public does the, that line is going to shift no more than a nickel either way if i had to guess some stars money is probably going to come in you have to assume that the stars are going to have a better game um it's not going to go to 135 or 140 i don't think and the total isn't going to shift. it's 110 on both sides so i mean the books are getting their two-way action they're going to leave it there i'm still liking the over in that game and the Golden Knights did a really good job in getting behind uh, Dallas there. And they played very well below the goal line last night, too. They won all the board battles. They won every board battle, it seemed like. And uh, Martinez, uh, again, I thought he he played a terrific game, though. Big blocks. Uh, he had some big blocks in the game. Uh, and he also, wasn't that his shot that went off the post and trickled right down the goal line? I thought that that oh, I didn't see who shot that. All, all I saw was March just standing right in the goal line, like not sure what to do. Um, yeah, so it, it's, this is around. weird. So here's here's a little thing, guys. You guys should hit me on Twitter and ask when me and my son, usually during the second period, we go and take a little walk. We go outside sometimes like on the balcony. We sometimes go on the lower bowl and maybe hang in the back and kind of get a different vantage point. Um, this happened in the Edmonton series where VGK got those two power play goals. We were outside for both of those. And then yesterday, as we were crossing like the bridge before you go outside onto the balcony at T-Mobile, that's when the first uh, Golden Knights goal happened. So, you know, when me and Chris go and take a walk, good things happen. Okay, so take more walks, more laps around uh, T-Mobile Arena. We'll get our steps in, I guess. It'll be, it's, an expensive, it, it's an expensive gym, that's for sure. Coming up on uh, Monday's show, it'll be show number 600 for us. Show number 600 coming up on uh, Monday. It's a milestone. And, yeah, a lot of folks. The, the over in. definitely hit on that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely hit on that one. And, of course, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, a recap of game number two. And we'll talk about the upcoming games in Dallas. That's all coming your way. We'd like to thank our everydayers for tuning in. We appreciate everyone that watches us, listens to us. You can find us wherever you get chirps, your podcast. Chirps us. All the chirps, all the Vegas Bjorn nonsense. There are some very funny photos that they put up there, too. Oh, uh, just so follow us at Lockdown BGK, oh at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G.
for the everydayers especially. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again on Monday. This has been the special weekend edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Take care, everyone.